0: Yummy! (laughs) Work-life balance, balanced diet, balanced exercise program. We hear that word a fair bit. I just heard it. I've had some tradies at my house and the comment was really cool to see people who have a balanced lifestyle. And I said, share that with me because these people have been inside my house. And if you were to come to our house when we're not here, And uh, the question asked is uh, what kind of people live at that house? It'd be pretty bloody obvious if you just looked at the house. So uh, in my office, for example, I have a tread desk, not a normal desk. I have a cross trainer, I have a treadmill. We've got a boxing bag. We've got an indoor training area. We've got an outdoor training area. The house is filled with exercise equipment. If you have a look in our library, there's a lot of books. Most of the books are about sport, athletic pursuits, people who have done great stuff with the human body. So if you came to a house, you'd say the people that live there have a a really major focus. They could even be fanatical about exercise, sport. If you have a look in Man's office, it's just full of trophies, world championship trophies and medals of achievements from, uh, and most of those are in the last 10, maybe 15 years where he's really become the ultimate world champion in, in martial arts. So... That's cool, but a lot of people would say fanatical. If you look in our fridge, if you look in our cupboard, uh, and this is every time you come to our house, there you will find lollies in the lolly jar. There's always chocolate in the fridge, always. There's always beer and wine in the fridge. There's always bourbon on the bar. And there's chips and chocolate and ice creams always at our house. So if the only place you came to at our house was our fridge or our cupboard, you'd say some really unhealthy people live there. Look at that. They've got heaps of alcohol, heaps of lollies, heaps of chocolate, heaps of chips, heaps of biscuits. Uh, they must be really unhealthy. So is that a balance? Do you have a, if you exercise a lot, you don't have to eat very good food, or if you eat really good food, you don't have to exercise very much. And there comes that interesting argument that we hear all the time. 80% of your results for being healthy, fit and strong come from food and only 20% come from exercise. And I'm asking this as a personal question. This is just a personal in, insight into, into our life. But I'm asking you this personal question. If somebody came into your life and you weren't there, what would your life share with them? Your house, your car, uh, the books that you read, the inside of your fridge, what, what would you be sharing with people? Uh, and what do you want to share with people is probably a more important question. Uh, and even better than that is what are you sharing with yourself? So when you walk around your house, when you look at the, at your uh, environment, uh, what does it promote to your own headspace? So yes, we have fun things. We have athletic um, memorabilia. We've got uh, everything's about positivity and achievement and winning and being healthy, fit and strong. And the balance of yummy food, what people would consider bad food, uh, and this balance of I want to have a healthy headspace. Now, that's my personal life. What I'm asking is yours. Because does our environment affect how we feel every day? And this really interesting question, particularly because I've got chocolate and lollies and beer and, and wine in front of me, a lot of people share with me they would never have that in their house because if I if I have chocolate in my house I have to eat it or if I've got a jar of lollies I have to eat the whole jar. Uh, I always find that really interesting because my reverse question to that is why do you have to eat the whole packet or the whole jar? Uh, if it was wheat bix or salt you probably wouldn't have to eat the whole packet or the whole jar. Uh, we just seem to have this headspace about if it's if it's a bad food a naughty food. Uh, food that's unhealthy, uh, I shouldn't eat it, so I shouldn't have it in my house. Well, I just want to give it a, 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 or ask a simple question with a simple explanation that you might be able to help other people with. Is it possible that if you say can't have, mustn't have, don't have, that's bad, I shouldn't do that, that it becomes a I want to do it? Or even more importantly, how does the brain work? If you say to your brain, don't do that or can't do that, your brain will give you all the reasons why you can't do it and it doesn't understand, don't. So if you say, I can't exercise because I'm too busy, you definitely won't because you've told your brain that you can't. The reverse, if you say to your your brain, don't eat chocolate or don't drink beer or don't have lollies in your house because they're bad for you, the brain doesn't understand, don't. There's no word for that. It just hears chocolate and lollies and wants it more. So if we don't have what we want, if we say I can't have, mustn't have, shouldn't have, it's bad for me, is there a possibility that the brain will want it more? Have you ever been in that situation where you thought that you uh, shouldn't have something and I'm not going to have it for a week or I'm not going to have it for six months or that's a bad food, I'm never going to eat it again? And then all of a sudden you feel yourself thinking about it all the time. And I always use this example. I had a personal exercise coaching client who didn't eat bread. She didn't like it. But she went somewhere to some expert who said to her, You should be eating bread. Sorry, I'll rephrase that. You shouldn't eat bread, it's bad for you. Now, she didn't eat bread anyway. It wasn't in her, she just didn't like it, I think was the reason why. It's a bit like telling me not to drink alcohol. I just don't like it. Uh, But what happened, and she shared this very openly, is I don't eat bread anyway. But when I was told that I can't have it, it's bad for me, don't eat it. I just saw bread everywhere and I could smell it and I saw it and I wanted it. And the woman who doesn't want to eat bread all of a sudden wants to have more than she's, she's ever had in her whole life. And is there a connection between what we tell our brain we can't have and mustn't have and don't have and you're not allowed to have and wanting to have it more? And obviously, that happens with kids. If you tell your kids, don't do that, is it possible that they want to do it more? Certainly, I certainly have, I'm an old lady, but I have a very uh, vivid memory of that as a child. Whenever I was told, don't, you, you shouldn't do that, I wanted to do it even more. So, what's this all about? What I'm asking is, Is it possible if you want to be mentally healthy and physically healthy that there needs to be a balance? There needs to be a balance between mental health and what gives you mental health. And could that be different for everybody? But if you've ever had a binge on food or alcohol, if you've ever felt guilty about eating food, if you ever want to have food and can't have it and it's affected your mental health, is that something that you want for yourself and or the people that you care about? And I certainly don't because I've worked my whole entire career with people that if they ate lollies, they would probably harm themselves. If They they would never have chocolate in their house and if they were ever forced to eat it, they'd either th- try and throw it up or take laxatives to poo it out or they'd exercise fanatically to try and burn it up and they would hate themselves for eating chocolate now to me that is not a healthy headspace i don't want people to live like that because i've seen the damage that it does and i always share this with uh, with sadness but with reality that i've had people in my life that if they ate chocolate that they would harm themselves they would actually burn themselves or cut themselves or treat their their body badly because they felt so bad about eating something that there's a really interesting question to ask here. Why is this bad? This is chocolate. It's made of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen. The lollies, they're made of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, because they're carbohydrate. If I eat meat, that's carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen. If I eat vegetables, that's carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. Food is just a chemical makeup of molecules. And yet we get so caught up in the controversy and, the, and we get stressed about it and anxious about it and feel guilty about it, and I don't want that for anybody. The reverse of that is exercise, which can turn your body into a sugar-burning machine, a fat-burning machine, an alcohol-burning machine, can keep your body healthy, fit, strong and young for long. We seem to come up with a whole heap of excuses about not to do it. So if you are looking at your environment, if you might not have any of this because you think it's bad, But do you have the things in your life that are going to add value to your bone strength, to your muscle strength, to your heart and lung fitness, to your endocrine hormonal system, to your central nervous system, which is all exercise. And that's why in my my house, and we always have a bit of a joke about this, uh, it doesn't matter what happens in my life. I exercise because I love it, but I also exercise. The minute I get stressed or angry or depressed or something happens in my life, I box the bag or I sprint on the cross trainer or I do jump squats or push-ups or lift heavy it changes my brain and the reason i can do that is because my environment has exercise equipment in it a lot of people say oh, i don't exercise because i'm too far from the gym or i don't exercise because it's raining outside or i don't exercise because it's too hot outside what if you create an environment where it doesn't matter what the weather is what if you create an environment where it doesn't matter what's going on in your life you'll always be able to exercise now i'll go a step further than that because they're probably the most extreme place that i exercise the most extreme place is on a plane. If I have to sit on a plane for and I'd hate sitting at all, but I'm the person that would rather stand up on the plane than sit down, which is interesting because it's much better for your health anyway because they tell you that sitting for long periods of time on a plane is bad for your health, deep vein thrombosis is a horrible disease. But I will do squats on the plane, I'll do. I've been uh, been caught out once in the in the toilets doing jump squats on the plane. The the air uh a flight attendant wanted to know what the hell was going on inside the toilet because I was doing jump squats inside the toilet but I'll do push-ups and dips and squats and and I'll do whatever I need to do in that environment because you can exercise your body you can intensely do activity get puffed lift heavy wherever you are so are you creating an environment inside your own headspace that says I'm going to eat the foods that I love because I want to be mentally healthy and I always ask the question why would you Uh, not eat the foods that you love and then feel angry and and disappointed and annoyed because you want to have them? Why would you eat food because you think it's bad and then it makes you feel guilty? That's just a horrible headspace, which is why at our house there's always chocolate and lollies and alcohol and chips and ice creams because I don't need to eat the whole packet because the packet's not going anywhere. I don't need to eat a whole... In fact, this jar of jelly beans, I haven't... I open it for other people that have come to my house, but I've actually never... I haven't had a jelly bean for a really long time because I didn't feel like it. And I always ask this question. Wouldn't it be nice to eat when you're hungry, stop eating when you're full, eat all the foods that you love, don't eat any of the foods that you don't love, exercise to be fit and strong, not to burn calories and lose weight, exercise to be healthy, fit and strong mentally and physically, and eat to be healthy, fit and strong mentally and physically. So yes, eat for performance. But what if you want to eat for pleasure? I love eating for pleasure. My husband loves having a beer on a hot day and he has a wine every single night, if not several, because he loves it. And isn't that what life is all about? Balance of doing what you love, being healthy, fit, and strong, having a career or business that you love, being financially free and having great people in your life. Now, that's Romax. That's what I'm here for every day. That kind of balance to me makes sense. The balance of I'm healthy, fit, and strong. I have a career or business that I love. I'm financially free and I have great people in my life to share all of that with. And is it possible that if you look after you, that you'll be able to look after the people in your life better? Is it possible that if you feel guilty about food or angry about food or Really annoyed that you can't have something that you love to eat, that your own mental health could affect the people in your life, and wouldn't that be sad? Wouldn't it be great to eat what you love, don't eat what you don't love, eat when you're hungry, stop eating when you're full, exercise to be healthy, fit, and strong, and live your life to the max! Woohoo! Not sub max, not three quarters max, the max. I feel good, na no, na no, na no, na no, na no. na. I knew that I would because I eat yummy food every day, I exercise every day, I love my life, woohoo!